It's time for MW to unbox a box. No. Do you unbox a box? You open a box. So I'm unboxing a product. Welcome to the worlds of M.W. Lewis. It's nearing the end of August. The year is also flying by as quickly as every single day of our lives. Yet we persevere, we move on, we wake up the next morning to face what the day has to confront us with. But in today's episode, which has nothing to do with any of that, I'm doing an unboxing and besides the unboxing, I'm going to get to the emergency podcasting system, which I haven't done in quite a long time. I have such a backlog of calls, almost all of them, 90% of them from Jason Connerly, who is such a great supporter of all the podcasts. I, I really need to just start getting to some of these calls. Uh, with the anchor apocalypse last year and the, and the inability to to easily message people off of the the app the anchor app uh i i kind of got dis disenchanted with the whole call-in system but i do get them still and i do advertise it so i need to respond or else i'm just going to be considered a rude mfer you know and you guys know what an mfer is i'm not going to say it this is a family-friendly podcast so uh that's it uh, uh i'm using some old music from the jazz reaver but don't forget about his new album on spotify it is fantastic it's called beltway and i am really enjoying it i'm still trying to get some clips from him that i can use and what i meant last uh, episode when i said i don't subscribe to spotify if you subscribe to spotify you can actually download music from it and if you don't subscribe to Spotify, you cannot download the music from it. And that's just like YouTube as well. If you uh, subscribe or pay for YouTube TV or whatever, you can download videos and save them to your actual computer. And if you don't, you can't. So I am able to listen to Josh's wonderful album, Beltway on Spotify, but I cannot save it to my computer and then slice and dice it and use it for the show. Now, he may not let me use it for the show. That's always a possibility. Heretofore, I've been using recordings I've made of him playing, but this is a professionally done album which he put out his own money. Uh, I don't even want to tell you how much. With a little help from his mother to have this album professionally made, so he may only allow me to use parts of it, which is fine, because it's beautiful music, and I really recommend you go to the show notes and hit it. Now, last thing I want to say in the introduction is go to my Twitter or go to my Facebook. Follow me there. I'm going to be putting up pictures of this unboxing I'm going to do. It's, it's the best unboxing ever done in the history of unboxings. You're going to want to see the visual rec record of this unboxing. Just so you know, uh, just a little tip there from the old MW. And with all of those notes out of the way, it's on with the worlds of MW Lewis. 
Well, I'm here at my house, and I got this box a few days ago, and I, I have had a lot of, I guess, a lot of delayed gratification in opening this box. But I have a little pet at my house, and I am taking pictures of this. And, you know, you know he's, he's been at the box the whole time it's been sitting on my floor. Now, the pet I have, his name is yougoatmail.com and I guess it's some kind of toy goat my son got for some reason or somebody sent it to him and this little goat I've had has been sniffing around this box for several days now and I'm finally to the point where I'm going to open it. Now I advise you to go to my Twitter or my Facebook to take, take a look at the pictures I have of my son's goat goat when is he called again? Yougoatmail.com. I don't know if my son actually ever named this goat, so he will remain nameless. But go to the go to it, and I'll I'll put up pictures of this monumental unboxing. Now, what do we got here? I got a box from somebody in Ontario, Canada. I I can tell you for sure that this is the first time. I've ever received a package from Ontario, Canada, in my entire life. Everywhere I've ever lived, I've never received anything from Canada. Now, I'm opening it up. It's a, it's a good-sized box. It's about a foot, maybe a little more than a foot. Yeah, it's about a foot by six inches. Very light, very light. Peeling off the tape. I'm gonna reuse this box, by the way, so I gotta be very careful with it, because I got something I gotta send to my to the Josh man, to the jazz man at University of Texas. So I'm gonna send him some breaking bad stuff that I got him on my trip, the road trip, while I was in Albuquerque. And he likes Better Call Saul more than Breaking Bad, so I got him some Saul Better Call Saul stuff. Interestingly, the store in Albuquerque is still called the Breaking Bad store. Now, this box was definitely being reused, so good good job to the sender uh, for reusing materials in the age of global de degradation. Yeah, I'm ripping the tape off. Not too much tape. Some people over-tape, but this sender did a good job of not over taping, so good job, MB. I'm gonna. You're, there are your initials from Georgetown, Canada. Now I'm gonna open it up. Ooh, there's some puffy plastic. And what is in here? What is? It? Oh, 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 what? It's, he's moving around. Oh, oh, it's another goat. It's another goat. It's a littler goat. It's a much smaller goat. It is none other than. The world famous, he's now world famous, Goatalicious. It's the Goatalicious from the Grog Talk, from the Grog Talk, the world, the Grog Empire. He's the official goat of the Grog Talk Empire. And it's Goatalicious. Now, he's been all over the world. If you don't know about Goatalicious, you need to find Grog Talk online and go to their Discord, and there's a channel in their Discord server dedicated to Go Delicious. And when you go to that channel, you will see all the places Go Delicious has been to in his journeys through the Grog Empire. 
Now the Goat Alicious is finally here with old MW. And I have pictures on my my Twitter and my Facebook. This is one of the best unboxings ever done in the history of unboxings. I mean, I, I take this from the highest authority myself that this is, in fact, the greatest unboxing ever. And I have memorialized this unboxing with all kinds of pictures on my Twitter and Facebook account. And uh, boy, the two goats are just frolicking here on the floor of my living room. And um, I'm taking pictures so everyone can see it for themselves. And, uh, ooh, what are they doing there? It's like, that doesn't look too good there. I'll separate them in a minute. Yeah, but they're doing goat things, I guess. This is what goats do when they meet each other. So anyway, that's the unboxing. Uh, I had another one I should have done. I ordered myself some new, uh, uh, what do you want to call them? Small pouches for my, to hold my dice. And I have to admit, I got it last Monday after my road trip, and I, I just went out and opened it because I had all this new dice from the trip. I should have done an unboxing, but since I got you all on the line, I'm going to show you what I bought because it's really handy. And I'll take pictures of this too. But what I ordered, now I'm not doing the unboxing. I already did it, but if you go to my Twitter or my Facebook, you'll see with the goats, the pouches I was using to hold my dice in. There's these cloth velvety pouches with strings and you could tie it with the strings. And I got a picture that I'll be putting up of those. But they're not working. The strings are ripping. They open up and I have a larger uh, faux leather pouch that I put all these smaller cloth pouches in to hold my dice. And I like to keep my dice in sets. But they were ripping, the strings were ripping, and they would just open up, and the dice would just fall out, and I was unable to retrieve my dice the way I wanted to in sets. So I went on to Amazon, which is, I, I officially will admit I own stock in Amazon, but that's okay. I use it all the time, and I ordered these little cosmetic pouches, which I'm going to put pictures on, that are see-through. Actually, they're kind of like a mesh with zippers, and... These hold the dice in sets just just perfectly. And and the best part about these pouches is you can see through them and see which ones. So for my dice cam, I like to use certain dice for the dice cam because it's hard to see dice on the dice cam sometimes. So it's nice to have ones that you can see, you know, uh, pouches that you could see through to get the exact dice you want without dumping them all out on the table. Now, I know other other uh, others of you like to keep your dice in a big thing and it's just a giant mess, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And MW is kind of a messy guy. I'm not OCD or anything like that, but some things I'm OCD about for reasons unknown to me, including my dice. I like to use my dice in sets. And I love these little dice pouches. And they are cosmetic. And if I'll put a link on uh, on this show's notes 
to these pouches in case any of you out there want to get them. I like them. I'm going to give them a good review on Amazon. I'm going to say exactly what I'm using them for. So there you go. That's the real unopening and sort of the unopening opening. Because I already opened the dice pouches on Monday because I wanted to use them before Monday night AD&D. So that's it. Go Delicious and dice pouches. MW is just having a grand old time here in his empty nest. What else? I wonder what kind of trouble will Go Delicious and I get into? That's the question. That's the question, Go Delicious. What are we going to do? I'm petting Go Delicious right now. I'll put that picture on Twitter and Facebook. Me petting him. He's a little upset. He didn't expect to come out of the box with another goat there, but he did. Well, anyway, that's it. That's it. That's MW Unbox or something. Coming to you live from the secret studio somewhere on Earth. No gunshots today, explosions, forest sounds, or anything like that. I am I am in a very secure, soundproof area. I think I have done a pretty good job this time of hiding where I am. There will be no audio clues this time to get for those uh, evil Russians who are still out to get me after all this time. So, with all of that, we're going to get to the calls. And this is a nice little walk down memory lane for 2023. Hope you enjoy them, or at least Jason. I'm sure Jason will listen to the call-ins because they're almost all, I think they are all his. I might have gotten some other call-ins, and I can't even find them now. So we're just going with all these call-ins from Jason from SpeakPipe and Discord. But it's very entertaining. So keep stick around. Take a listen. AMW Jason here. Great way to start the year. Great first episode. Exciting news about the Kickstarter. Can't wait for that to launch so I can promote it to the ends of the earth. I had a sneak peek at the map and it is indeed beautiful. As was the music you played. Great, great stuff. I was very happy to hear that. As far as the Peter Jackson films go. I'm interested to hear that episode. Honestly, I'm do a reread of the Lord of the Rings myself. Um, I actually probably do the nostalgia, but I prefer the, the, the depictions of our youth, the Rankin and Bass and Ralph Bashke versions of Lord of the Rings over the Peter Jackson myself. But I look forward to hearing Victor so on your show. I'm excited for Dave Con in April. I can't wait. I'm going to be running fast as Star Trek there. It's going to be fun. As far as DMing and different editions, yeah, I, I don't want to get into edition wars and all that stuff, but I think there is something to to the idea that some of the later editions, not just the D&D, but other games too, kind of restrict the DM overly, and, and they overly legalize the game. But that's a bigger topic than I have time for here. So take care of yourself. I'm glad you had a chance to get out the vacation, but I need my DM back. I need my AD&D back. 
Well, Jason, thank you for that call on January 6th, I believe, just a day or two after I put out the first episode of the year. And by golly, I had forgotten all about that Kickstarter and the mystifying marvel of Nicomedon's Tower. That is just ancient history to me. But you can go on to Smoldering Dung Games and you can still buy PDF. I think there might be some print versions left. And... The uh, VTT maps are also available, and I, I'm going to move into phase two of that now that I've got this whole thing with the sun graduating and going off to college past me. I, I think I'm going to work with Rob Ritchie. I want to take uh, ownership of the module uh, and uh, put it on Amazon and, and just make it available on Amazon.com. So we're going to work on that. I want to work on that. And, you know, uh, we did we did do Between the Gnomes with Vic Dorso. That was a heck of a time. Vic was such a good guest uh, promoting Dave Kahn. And, and the gnomes really took to Vic. They liked him. And, and t- together they, they froze up my, my studio it still hasn't recovered. I'm still, I'm still fixing it um, from all of that, sh- all those shenanigans way back then. And then Dave Con. Oh, I went to Dave Con. I did a few shows on Dave Con. Jason, you, you ended up not being able to make it. It was very disappointing. But that's okay. That's okay. I was really bummed out. But we're, we're gonna connect. We are gonna connect sometime and play some games in person. I know it's gonna happen. It's it's our fate. So again, thanks for that call. And I'm not addressing everything you mentioned in that call. But what what a what a great way to us uh, to to start off. The Emergency Podcasting System by regaling and remembering some of the fun things I did on my podcast, including Loader versus Loader. I, I guess I will respond to one more thing you said. I the I the I don't like the cartoon of the Lord of the Rings that much. I think it's okay. Um, it's a little weird, but the Hobbit is is superior product. The Hobbit is a superior. The cartoon, the Rankin and Bass uh, Hobbit, is way better than the Hobbit movies that were produced by Peter Jackson, which were just an abomination. And they also actually hold up against the Lord of the Rings movies, the three movies, which I love. I love the three movies. They are fantastic movies, despite my criticisms in my Loader versus Loader um, series that I've done. Uh, so thanks for, for reminding me of that. I guess I was highlighting the fact that I was going to be doing Loader versus Loader in, in the first episode of the year. So what a great call, Jason. I'm glad I, I finally addressed it. AMW Jason here. Really enjoyed your latest episode. I agree with you on the Lord of the Rings. I'm not as enamored with the movies as you are because I really enjoy the old animated ones, the Rankin and Bass and Ralph Baskey. But I agree with you that some of those changes, it would be really nice to know why they did the changes. As far as your Kickstarter, I'm very excited for it. I backed it. Thank you for the kind words about my show and putting a link in your show notes. Um, great that you're working with Smoldering Dung Games. They do great, great stuff. Um, so, yeah. Anyhow, take care of yourself. Looking forward to our next session of, Mon- of Friday Night D&D. And I will talk to you later. 
All right, Jason, thanks for another call. That one from January 20th. So, yes, I put out uh, my first uh, uh, my first in the series of Loter versus Loter, uh, and I think I, I went through uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, where uh, for some reason Jackson changed who was gave or delivered certain lines, focusing mostly or almost ex not almost exclusively on the fellowship of the ring i also talked about the the characters that were changed or even eliminated from the story for really no good reason and you know despite my best efforts so far i've even had my attorneys send him letters uh, we're, we're demanding he come to my show and explain himself for these egregious uh i guess egregious explain himself for these egregious transgressions against the great work of J.R.R. Tolkien. I mean, let's face it, Peter Jackson might be a great movie maker, but he'll never be the kind of writer that J.R.R. Tolkien was. So he really needs to stand and take account of himself, and we're working on it. We are working on it. Maybe we'll get him on an episode of Between the Gnomes. That's what I'm thinking. So anyway, Jason, um, a lot of other good mentions. There you go, talking about that Kickstarter again. And uh, before anyone thinks my podcast is just for commercial purposes, I had forgotten all about that uh, Kickstarter uh, and the, the, the great module that I produced earlier in this year with the strong support of the Grog Talk community and other, other people. And I am forever grateful to all those people who made it possible. Again, it is available. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, moving forward, make it available on Amazon eventually. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking now, I'm working on my novel now, The Sword of Casanta, but I am going to put together another module. I'd like to partner again with Smoldering Dung Games and, and get another one out. I think I'm going to put four homebrew adventures into one volume. That's my thinking. That is my thinking. So that I, I, I look for that sometime in 2024. So thanks again, Jason, for the call-in. AMW, Jason here, just calling you. I'm going to predict the Eagles are going to win the game because, you know. And then I'm also going to say, who in the heck likes the Twin Towers the most out of the Lord of the Rings? That's craziness. I can see the Fellowship. I can see Return of the King. Now, that's the books. I mean, you know. Not a fan. I'm personally not a fan of the Peter Jackson movies at all. I much prefer the older Rankin and Bass and the Ralph Bashke. And of course, there's no such thing as the Twin Towers there. You just have the Lord of the Rings Part One, and then you have the Return of the King. But I, I don't know anybody that likes the Twin Towers the most. The Twin Towers ends up being oh, I have a police officer behind me and might pull me over for cell phone use, so I will call you back. Well, that was a close one, or wasn't, but you'll never know. What, what I will say is, yeah, with the Twin Towers, I always get stuck when they're on the journey to Mordor with um, Frodo after they split. Well, obviously after they split, but, you know, with I, I'm fine when we're with the um, the three runners and, and we're doing the Merry and Pippin and we're, we're doing Aragorn and, and all that, but... When I'm with Frodo and Sam and, and Gollum, I, it just bogs down for me, personally. Um, I, I mean, it bogged down for Tolkien when he was writing it, you know? But anyway, 
that, I just wanted to finish that up, let you know I wasn't thrown in the clink and you didn't have to come bail me out or anything. So I will talk to you later. Well, actually, I'm going to listen to the rest of your episode because I paused at 5 minutes, 22 seconds in. So let me get back to the episode. AMW. I, hopefully that other message I sent went through. I, now I'm worried it didn't. But anyhow, that's not the point. The point is that I listened to the end of your podcast and it was a very enjoyable podcast as always. But the the fact that the Lord of the Rings made a lot of money doesn't make it a good movie. The Transformers movies made a lot of money. Are you going to defend those as good movies? Inquiring minds want to know. So I'm going to take on a whole bunch of these calls from Jason all at once. And I do appreciate these call-ins. Very good. And first of all... I'm so happy you did not get pulled over by that state trooper or, or officer uh, on your long commute. That would have been awful. There's nothing worse. Nothing makes your day worse than getting a traffic ticket. Uh, I can tell you uh, from personal experience just a few years ago, uh, before the pandemic, I would suppose, but on my commute home, I took to take this one road and there's never, never was a bus stop there for the school kids so one day i'm driving and i was have to admit i was opening up a granola bar or something have a little post-work snack for my 10 minute drive home because i actually work very close to my home which will make you jealous jason because i know you have a very long commute but lo and behold i looked up and there was a bus stopping in front of this country club i drive by to drop some punk off he probably wanted to go to the country club and I did not get my break in time, and boom, I got I got like a $175 reckless driving ticket because I did not stop for a school bus. Now, keep in mind, this is a four-lane major thoroughfare where traffic goes at about 35 miles per hour, and there's no bus stop on this road normally. I drive it all the time. All the time I drive it. Thousands of times I've driven this route in the morning and in the evening. And, uh, wow, that got me. That I, You know what? I, I have a sour taste in my mouth right now just remembering that I had to pay that darn ticket. So, Jason, I'm glad you got off there. Now, the two towers. I think it's really funny you kept calling it the Twin Towers. But it's easy. That's an easy, um, easy thing to, in your mind, to muddle. To muddle that in your mind but uh it is it is not the best of the three books that's for sure and it's definitely the worst of the three movies that's all that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say there's nothing more to say about it. let's not beat a dead horse with the gray matter is all over the the walls right now no no sense to keep clubbing the dead horse uh transformers uh i actually kind of like some of the movies the earlier ones in particular now, I didn't bother to go see the woke one that just came out earlier this year, I guess. I'm kind of done with the series. But even my sons got into it. Now, to your question, are they good movies? You're right. There's a difference between a movie that makes a lot of money and a good movie. And you know what? There's also, and you know this, you're the king of this. There's a difference between movies you enjoy and good movies. So Transformers is definitely an enjoyable movie, and I think some of them are good movies. I will say that. I think they are well, some of them are well produced, well made, well written, and others not so much. 
Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, if you took the source material away, I would say they would be quite brilliant movies. If if that guy made those three stories from scratch, I put them right up there with Star Wars. Uh, quite brilliant, actually. But since they're based on source material that's well known, well loved, and well regarded, it is open to the criticisms that it 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 goes under, uh, that it is put under, and that's fair. And they are good movies, ostensibly, objectively, they are good movies, in my opinion. Now you and I disagree. You think they're not that great, and that's okay. That's fine. I mean, that's life, right? That's why you make art. Not everyone's going to like it. Now, finally, you, you predicted, you agreed with my prediction that the Eagles would win. As we know, the Eagles went straight to the Super Bowl and unfortunately did not win that Super Bowl, which was really uh, traumatizing for me. I never admitted it on the podcast, but I will admit it many months later, six months later, when they lost that Super Bowl, I think I was a little traumatized. I really expected them to win the Super Bowl. They were actually a better team than the Chiefs. And one dropped football and one mucked up punt return coverage by the Eagles really cost them that game. As you notice, I was doing a series with Carl Rodriguez, the geomologist, to talk about the the Super Bowl and the NFL playoffs because they were really awesome in 20. After the 2022 season, now they were in 2023, but in case you don't know, the NFL is one of the few sports out there where its playoffs happen in the year following its season. Now, NFL, NBA, and NHL, they have seasons that span two calendar years, so their season begins in one calendar year and ends in another, and then they have their playoffs. Um... but the playoffs are played in uh, at a, in a, in the same calendar year where half their season is played, whereas in the NFL, it's the season's pretty much over, and then they have their playoffs in the following calendar year. And then MLB is one of the few sports where the entire season, including its playoffs, are contained within the same calendar year. Although I'm sure they're they're trying to figure out ways to keep extending in the ML, MLB 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 season so that maybe one day we'll be watching the World Series in January of the following calendar year. Who knows? So Jason, you were right. The Eagles were really good. I'm um I need to get together with Carl Rodriguez and see if we can resume our sports chat on my podcast. I would love to do it if it's popular, if people like it. I would like to continue it. And maybe we will start with the NFL 2023. Maybe Carl and I could give quarterly updates on the NFL season. And not focus just on the Eagles. Because that that would be unfair to everybody else. You all can't root for a team as fantastic as the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be this year. So we can talk about some of those lesser teams like the 49ers and the Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, those teams that seem good on paper but really aren't going to be as good as the Eagles. We could talk about those teams. And we could actually talk about the really crap teams in the league too. So that's fine too. It's always fun to talk about the bad teams in the NFL.
because the Eagles are not one of them. So, with that, Jason, there's a lot covered in those calls. I'm not getting to it all, to be fair, but uh, I'm letting your voice be heard to all my listeners. Thanks for the calls. I am calling for feminists for more women in Tokyo. I want you to know that you are on our list, Buster. Well, that call really disturbed me. Um, not only am I wanted by Putin... And, you know, look what just happened in Russia with Porzhinsky, whatever the heck his name is. I mean, any day now. I have enemies. I have enemies, and they're just lining up. And now this rogue group, Feminists for More Women and Tolkien. I mean, I, I suspect that whoever runs this group, they probably work for Amazon because they certainly are ruining Tolkien on Amazon and Wheel of Time, which I never talked about in 2023, because I was so, and I will, I'm going to talk about that Wheel of Time series, because they're getting ready to put out the second season, or as the British like to say, the second series. I consider it all a series with seasons, but the British consider it all, I don't know what they call it, a show with series, by year. So Amazon's about to put that travesty back out. So I suspect this group of feminists for more women and Tolkien, I think they all work for Amazon.com. Now I just heard something that Amazon CEO, who's actually interested in making money instead of statements, is going to clean house on the uh, entertainment side and get back to making shows that people actually want to watch instead of shows that indoctrinate people who don't want to be indoctrinated. That would be a major advancement in the history of the world, if that could happen. And I own, just for full disclosure, I own Amazon stock, so I, I uh, if they don't make this move, I might just start selling it. Screw them. But anyway, this group of feminists, more, more feminists and, tol and Tolkien, here's what I gotta say to you, you feminists who want to see more women characters in Tolkien, Go get a computer with a word processing program, learn how to type, and write your own stories. Write your own stories about women doing fantastic things in fantastic worlds. And if you're good and you're talented, people will read it, and maybe it'll be get made into a movie or a series. And if you're not good, stop complaining about the great works that other people wrote that don't have enough representation of this group or that group or the other group that's all mw says write something good and have your hero be whoever you want your hero to be your hero could be trans your hero could be a um, african-american skin colored because i don't even want to say black skin like in your fantasy world the people in your fantasy world could be whatever you want don't make it about our planet or our history, make it whatever you want. I try to put women characters, female characters, in sort of Cassanta. I think the Wheel of Time had great representation, really fantastic female characters, already built into it by Robert Jordan, and then Amazon just destroyed it. I mean, Am Amazon, for no reason at all, just destroyed the whole story. 
So go, go make your own works. We need more works. There's always opportunity to write new stories. There are great fantasy stories out there that have been written in the last 20, 30 years with strong female characters. So I don't want to hear this nonsense. It's just nonsense, feminists, for more women in Tolkien, to say you want to see more female representation. Uh, just uh, go read us. Read something else. The literature's moving. It's always moving, uh, and there's great stuff out there. Even back then, historically, there was the Dragon Riders of Pern, which had female characters, strong female characters. So I don't want to hear it. This is nonsense. Get lost. Get lost, ladies. Um, so that's it. Thanks for all the call-ins. I even thank you, these ladies for you know more these feminists uh, thanks for calling in i'm glad you listen hope you're still listening don't forget to explore the many worlds in your own mind this is a great funk tune called funk city mm -hmm.